Good afternoon, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane, and today is Renegade Times. Again. Yes. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, feel free to look down in the description below for the links on how to reach me, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all of that good stuff. And yes, get yourself some merch, because I'm throwing in a free wish, okay? If you buy some of my merch, you'll get a wish, okay? I will grant you a wish. You don't even have to, like, let me know. I'll just know telepathically. <laughs> So before I start, Jerry Springer and Len Goodman has left us. I'm not a very big fan of Jerry Springer, especially when he just brought people on to fight each other. That's not my thing. Um, not gonna lie, I did watch it when I was younger, of course, but, um, I just don't stand for that type of drama. <laughs> but, um, I, I will say that he did talk about some very interesting topics on his show, um, at, you know, very, on very rare occasions. And Len Goodman was one of the oldest judges on Dancing with the Stars, and he was such a darling person, and he has gone from us, so... Rest in peace, gentlemen. Anyway, let's get into politics. Let's get this band-aid ripped off. Jump in the trenches with me. Let's get this in here. Let's just get it over with. Okay, this one really pissed me off, so guess what? I'm I'm pissed off. That that that's all you really need to know. I mean, what else is there for me to feel on this podcast if not being pissed off at something? Anyway, let this Minnesota um just gave state power to take kids away if parents don't approve of gender surgery. Listen, bitch. You are not allowed to take our parental authority away. I'm not a parent yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, for all the parents out there, your right as a parent should never be taken away. I don't care what the government tries to say or what society tries to say. That is your child to bring up. That is your child to raise. And the household should be separate from the god darn, you know, government. Uh, everything is now politicized and it's disgusting to me. Like, back in the day, like, gender identity was gender identity. Sexuality was sexuality. The LGBTQ was just the LGBTQ. They weren't involved in politics that much. But now it's like, it's there. It's always there. It's been infected with politics. And I'm just like, I'm done with it. I'm done with this shit. Because now you're trying to dismantle the household family and how parents are supposed to bring up their kids. Minnesota Governor Tim Walls um, on Thursday signed into a law a bill making the state sanctuary 
making the state a sanctuary for children, including those out of state, seeking gender-altering surgery, surgery without consent of their parents. <sighs> Let me say this loud and clear. Gender reassignment surgery is not a professional practice. It has always been experimental. So therefore, all those kids wanting gender reassignment surgery is putting their lives in danger. No wonder parents want the best for their kids because they know it's experimental. They know that they can get infected with diseases. They have been infected with diseases. Adults included have been infected with diseases. Some kids think that gender identity is just a trend on TikTok. Therefore, what happens when they get older when they regret the fact they cut off their balls and penis and breasts? What's going to happen now? You can blame the government for that shit. The new law gives state courts temporary emergency jurisdiction over any child in Minnesota who has been abandoned. Um is in need or protection protection from abuse or has been unable to obtain gender affirming health care and the law defines such care as medically necessary health care for mental health care that respects the gender identity of the patient as experienced and defined by the patient and uh, specifically these puberty blockers and chemical and surgical uh, procedures to align the patient's uh, appearance or physical body with the patient's gender identity. We just signed the Conversion Therapy Ban Reproductive Freedom uh, Defense Act and Trans Refuge Bill into law. And Democrat Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan in Minnesota, we're building a state where everyone is safe to be who they are, love who they love, and with or and live without fear of violence and discrimination. Okay, for one, if anybody is being violent or discriminatory against somebody who is transgender, gay, straight, bi, whatever you identify as, should be thrown in jail. I just don't believe that anybody should discriminate against anyone, even if you have an opinion. I have my opinion about the LGBTQ, especially the transgender community. Okay? But I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, I should go out and beat somebody up, okay? I'm not discriminatory over anybody. The most I am concerned with is the safety of people, okay? The safety of children, the safety of a household family, the structure of that family, along with transgender kids who truly feel this way, okay? who aren't influenced by the media, who aren't influenced by the society that they are in right now, um, they all need to be protected. I feel like everybody needs to be protected in, in some way, but with common sense, not with impulsivity like this. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not. I'm not sorry about that. I'm sorry that if it if it bothers you, if it offends you, but listen, I can't help myself when I see something wrong. I have to say something about it. That's just how God made me. So yes, when it comes to kids wanting to have their gender reassigned, they should at least get the permission from their parents. Do we know that a lot of parents were brought up in religious, um, 
you know, homes, so they believe that anybody who is transgender, gay, whatever, is the devil. Sometimes, you know, every family is different. But I will say that there's a reason, there's an age of consent for a reason. It's not always, it shouldn't always be about consensual sex. It should also be the consent of medical procedures like this, okay? I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm for trans transitioning because I don't, um, I have my opinions uh, against that, okay? I don't hate anybody who decides to, you know, reassign their own, like, their identity and everything. But the thing is, is that, um, I just want to alert everybody about the dangers of this procedure because there is no real certificate or professional certificate that a doctor can get in order for um, a doctor to create this procedure, like go on with this procedure of cutting off certain body parts in order for them to feel the gender that they are. All of this is experimental. People have gotten diseases. The tools are not completely sanitized. Sometimes there are people that do get sick um, from this. They have experienced immense pain and injury because of this. We don't get to see this because, of course, the government wants um, to be known as this all-inclusive, friendly, um, open-arm type of government where everybody's accepted. The government can do that if they want, that they have to put regulations, they have to put rules, they have to put advisories at least, especially when it comes to children. Like, dude, there are reasons why the LGBTQ is being pushed so much, and I know I'm going to get hate for this, but it's whatever. A long time ago, the Bilderbergs came together and they said, we need population control. We need people to stop having children. So they implemented condoms, birth control. They have pushed the, sec- the homosexual agenda in order to sterilize the population from having more kids. Okay? The vaccine, the COVID vaccine, has sterilized women and men. There are also many other factors in um, society right now that contribute to the sterilization of a population. Okay, so yes, the reason why the government thinks that it's okay to push the homosexual agenda is because homosexuals are not able to have kids physically. Same thing with transgenders. Transgender people who deface their own body can have birth problems, can have problems with ha- with being a mother or a father. They can have problems with birthing a child because of the hormonal imbalance that happens Are there some uh, transgender males that are able to be pregnant and have kids? Yes. But I am saying it is very risky. Okay. 
They just want to botch up this whole population and keep us confused so that way we're easily controllable. But that is my theory, okay? It's not a fact. Yet. Still remains to be seen. But I guess I see the strings puppeteering everything right now. <sighs> Either way, whether you believe that or not, I believe children should be protected, especially in the womb, but we're not going to talk about that. But children, regardless of their age, gender, color, whatever, should be protected, and children should be advised that if they really want to do this, wait until the age of 18 in order to get gender reassignment surgery. If they want to go through with the surgery, make sure that they know the dangers of that surgery. Because there are. They don't want to tell you that. Alright. I'm not here to tell anybody how to live, okay? I'm not here to tell anybody, like, hey, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. To be honest, I've talked about it before. I don't feel like repeating myself. I'm against the LGBTQ, always have been. Um, I don't think that a lot of um, the things that they stand for now are at all smart. Do I hate anybody from the LGBTQ? Hell no. I don't. I love you. I just have differences. I just disagree. It's fine. Give me a second. My eye itches. And that was a lot for me to say. I got lightheaded. <laughs> All right. The bill's author, Democrat State Representative Lee Fink, um, the first trans transgender person elected to, into the Minnesota legislature said Mar in March, uh, in the staggering rise of anti-transgender and anti-LGBTQIA2S. What the fuck? There's more? There's more to this alphabet. Okay. Lesbian, gay, bi, transgender, questioning, intersexual, asexual. What is 2S? What the fuck's that? Okay, legislation uh, by extremist Republicans. R Minnesota is uh, a beacon of hope for transgender, expansive children and their families. The passing of the trans refuge bill will send strong messages to the trans community that will or that are love that they are love supported and protected uh, here in our state. But Representative Peggy Scott, uh, Republican Andover. Uh, had harsh criticism of the bill, stating House File 146 undermines parental rights and most concerningly has zero uh, gar guardrails to protect our kids. It allows children, regardless of age, to receive radical medical treatments. Exactly! This is why I think that kids should have at least have a guardian with them, whether it be their parents or not, because I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say, like, all the parents are good. Some of y'all just... Some parents have killed hom homosexual kids or trans kids because they've brought embarrassment to the family. That's too extreme, and that's unforgivable and unhinged. Alright, I just can't, I can't deal with that. That's not okay. I would at least suggest 
that you have a guardian for this because I can certainly say like, hey, no kid should ever go through this. It should not be allowed. I believe it. I believe what I just said. I am going to say it. None of this should be happening to our kids, period. But I know that my voice can only stretch so far and influence a certain amount of people. Okay? Compared to the rest of the world, I wouldn't say my voice doesn't matter, but I will say my voice isn't always heard and that's okay. Okay? Things aren't going to work out the way that we want to. We are just going to have to work around it. We are going to have to learn how to get rid of certain things and take care of certain things when things like this start happening. That's when a battle plan starts happening. So, parents, if you want to protect your kids, form a battle plan. In March, Flanagan speaking at an event, um, Democrat Governor Tim Walz signed an executive order forcing state agencies to protect gender-affirming health care, including surgery, admonished parents... Um, not to uh, dissuade their children from such health care, eliciting mockery from conservatives. Flanagan um, addressed the crowd as she wore a shirt that read, Protect Trans Kids. Shut the fuck up. You are not protecting trans kids. You're mutilating them. See, that's what really pisses me off. There are people out there that, that will put this on their Instagram saying, protect trans kids. You're not protecting them because you're not actually looking into the dangers of this gender reaffirming surgery. This is not a medical practice. This is like... I want to say it, but I know I'm going to get hated for it, but it's whatever. Since when did hate really piss me off? <laughs> towards me anyway it's like Frankenstein putting together the monster okay it was experimental all of this is experimental okay it's not okay to put your kids in this type of danger and it's not okay for Minnesota to pass a bill to where the authority goes to the children instead of the parents that is evil, that's demonic, and yeah, I'm not sorry for saying it. Oh, protect trans kids with a picture of a dagger on her shirt. Oh, well, that, that, that makes, I'm sure that makes every kid who looks at that feel protected when there's a dagger right on your fucking shirt. It's right there. It's right there in front of us. Do we not see it? Let's be clear. This is a life-affirming, life-saving healthcare, she declared. When our children tell us who they are, it is our job as grown-ups to listen and believe them. That's what it means to be a good parent. You know what? Some kids, okay, they'll come up to you and be like, Mom, I'm a dinosaur. I want to be a dinosaur when I grow up. I want to be a dinosaur. Rah! Okay, what, so you're just going to throw your kid into a, a, a lab and, and just be like, hey, okay, he needs, like, sharpened teeth and he needs, like, the spines of a stegosaurus. All right? He needs that. He wants to be a dinosaur and I, I want to be the parent of the year with my 
face on the fucking front page letting my kid be a dinosaur for the rest of his life. Your kid... (laughs) I know that's just such a nonsense type of analogy, but kids will always change their minds. Their minds are not developed enough to make decisions for themselves. Do you not hear me? Do you not fucking hear me? Kids are impulsive as hell. They will be all the way up into the age of 18, which is adulthood, okay? They will be impulsive. They're going to feel things, especially when they're teens, okay? That's when all the hormones and all the feelings and all the angst comes out and you're going to believe the feelings instead of the real notion that they believe that this is what they are. No government, no state, no society will ever know my kid as well as me when I have kids. No government, no state, and no society or community will ever know a child better than their parent. So fuck off. And to think that the rant was over, well, here's article number two about the same problem. Minnesota lawmaker wanted to remove anti-pedophile clause from human rights statute cries victim as colleagues move to protect children. Jesus Christ. Still my heart, Jesus. I hope, no, 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 I'm not even going to speak that. Listen, my, my heart is strong as fuck. God, Minnesota lawmakers explicitly excluded pedophiles from state's human rights statutes um, statutes, uh, after one of their colleagues suggested loosening language that exempted adults attracted to children from enjoying legal protections under the law. Okay, I gotta gotta reread that shit just to make sure I, I have it registered in my brain correctly. Minnesota lawmakers explicitly excluded pedophiles from the state's human rights statutes after one of their colleagues suggested loosening language that exempted adults attracted to children from enjoying legal protections under the law. So... Do you have pedophiles enjoying children under this law? Is that what's going on? Minnesota State Rep. Leah Fink, uh, a member of the Democratic Farmer Labor Party um, and the first self-identified transgender in Minnesota legislature, introduced an amendment um, in this take pride in or in his take pride act uh, that have altered the definition of sexual orientation in the Minnesota Human Rights Act, such as provision clarifying that the term does not include a physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult. Does not include a physical or se- Okay. Uh, it would have been omitted. Um, the move, in other words, would have allowed adults to claim attraction to children as part of their sexual orientation to the protected 
or to be protected from discrimination under the law. The move, in other words, would have allowed adults to... So, basically, they just want pedophiles involved uh, and be protected under the law and not be called pedophiles, but minor attracted people, right? Yeah? So, it does say, does not include a physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult. So, does that mean that an emotional attraction is there? Does that mean that there's a psychological attraction that is there? Because once you get into that area, all the other ones kind of fall like dominoes, dumbass. <sighs> After the proposed amendment made national headlines, however, the Minnesota House uh, unanimously voted on Wednesday to amend the Minnesota Human Rights Act in order to explicitly clarify that the physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult is not a protected class. But then again, you're not talking about mentally um, or, you know, emotionally. It's not always just a sexual attraction that a pedophile feels. It starts emotionally, then mentally, then physically, then fucking sexually. I mean, it happens. Like I said, it falls like dominoes. Okay. Under the law, uh, Minnesota State Rep. Harry Niska, a member of the Republican Party who introduced the clarification, said the unanimous vote was a glimmer of common sense. Think a biological male who claims to be a woman uh, later asserted on social media that the original amendment would have changed nothing about sexual orientation and was misrepresented by the media. Folks uh, could have listened, but they didn't want to, the lawmaker added. They indeed used the opportunity to amplify the hatred of trans people. Um, there was never a controversy, but it didn't matter. The lie exploded into a whirlwind of hate intended to hurt me. Oh, it's intended to hurt me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm tired of the LGBT political bullshit, okay? I, I'm just tired of it. I'm fucking tired of it. You think that you bringing up an issue that basically shades the fact that you wanted um, the attraction like physically and uh, sexually, like the attraction of children by adults. You wanted that in there. And in or in order for people to just be for you, you decided, oh, it's an attack against me as a trans female, a trans male, whatever the, whatever you are, whatever you decide to be. Listen, uh, <laughs> no, stop. It's about the issue. Okay, you brought up the issue. Therefore, there's going to be Republicans along with people with fucking common sense that are going to say they're going to attack the issue more than they're going to be attacking you. Of course, they will attack you because you're the one that perpetuated this shit. So yeah, maybe they are attacking you. But you know what? Rightfully so. You want you want pedophiles in that. 
Minnesota Family Council CEO John Helmberger told the Daily Wire that the organization appreciated the unanimous vote and expressed hope that both parties uh, would work to protect children from exploitation. Uh, We're so extremely grateful that this amendment was adopted unanimously. Uh, That's a great expression of the desire of legislature in both parties to protect children from exploitation, he remarked. However, we wish we had, or it hadn't come to this point, we wish that the authors of this bill would have realized the potentially extremely dangerous direction this legislation would lead um, and corrected it before it got to the House floor. Okay, so they did. Ow, I bit my tongue. See, this is why I don't talk too much, man. My tongue is in danger. <laughs> okay, so from what I can get, is that the trans person decided to put this bill out and the Republicans decided to proofread it and say, nah, nope, nope, we're not going to do that. We're going to make sure that there's no pedophiles included in this statute of, uh, you know, whatever. And so they decided to do that. They just modified the bill and then the bitch that decided to put this bill into action ended up crying wolf because they hated her and they attacked her because of one little of one thing it was a little thing but it was a really big thing it was a little detail that made a big difference in the bill so i understand now helmberger added that uh some lawmakers had told their constituents uh that the Minnesota Family Council was misleading the public into uh, the dangers from the loophole for pedophiles offered by the initial amendment. Uh, yesterday's unanimous vote shows that our concerns are grounded in fact, and Minnesota legislatures realize that, he continued. We hope uh, this is part of a new bipartisan drive to protect Minnesota's kids from exploitation. Democrats won control over the Minnesota State Senate this year, enabling um, lawmakers to pass a ban on so-called conversion therapy defined as any measure intended to change the individual sexual orientation or identity or gender identity or reduce sexual or romantic attractions or feelings towards individuals from the same gender. Uh, Lawmakers also approved a measure uh, requiring Minnesota to protect individuals who violate a law of another state to procure an abortion. Um, Oh, no, 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 no. Go back. I wasn't ready for that one. I accidentally clicked on another uh, article. The Minnesota Democratic uh, Governor... Tim Walz endorsed both bills on Thursday as well as legislation which will protect access to gender-affirming health care. Fink said that the attachment or the enactment of uh, the three bills marked an amazing celebratory day in the movement for a more just future. Meh. I mean, I try not to make the same uh, story the same story, basically. But there's a lot of trans news 
right now, and I'm gonna have to talk about it. I'm sorry. Uh, all three stories in the politics section is all about transgenderism. So, um, usually I try to make a variety, but today it's just all trans on, uh, Daily Wire. So Lisa's got some serious balls. Gutfeld mocks Leah Thomas for telling women how to behave. Um, uh, after former University of, uh, Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas, who claims to be a woman, suggested that women athletes who criticize Thomas for competing in women's sports are transphobic, but too scared to say so. Uh, Fox News' uh, Greg Gutfeld ripped Thomas for having the nerve to tell women how to behave. Thomas made uh, the comments, which included the charge... Uh, that seeing men as men and women as women is derived from patriarchal ideas. Uh, while speaking to a former NCAA swimmer, uh, Schloyer Belier, I don't know how you say your name, uh, who claims to be a man, um, Baliar's podcast. On Baliar's podcast. Okay, apparently this person's got a podcast now. Cool. Um, about a letter sent to Thomas's female teammates to the NCAA, um, let's see, warning against its rules permitting Thomas to participate in women's sports. Thomas responded, they're using a guise of feminism to sort of push transphobic beliefs. I think a lot of people in that camp sort of carry an implicit bias against trans people but don't want to, I guess, fully manifest or speak out or speak that out. Um, and so they try to just play it off as this sort of half support. Okay. Nothing is ever going to satisfy you guys. The trans community, you guys want so much. You ask so much. Okay. Nothing's ever going to fucking satisfy you. I have suggested many times on this podcast, if you really want to be in sports, how about you just make your own transgender division, that way nobody gets hurt. But seeing how woke people are, especially in the trans community, if I say that, then they're probably going to be like, but I'm a woman, I'm rightfully allowed to be in women's sports, why do I have to be exploited as a transgender person? in my own division when I should be competing against women because you're biologically male. Okay? I don't know how else to say it, okay? I don't hate anybody who's, you know, transgender, but this is fucking ridiculous. This is ridiculous, okay? You cannot tell a woman how to behave. You cannot tell a woman how to feel when a transgender person, biological male, decides to come and take all of their rights away as women, biological women who compete in sports, okay? Your physicality is much stronger than a woman's because, let's just face it, a lot of people are going to get pissed, but guess what? Men are stronger than women most of the time, okay? Whether or not you decide to wear a skirt, cut off your dick, or implant some boobs, you are still physically male. Your DNA is written upon you as male. Biologically, you were born a male. There's nothing that you can do, nothing that you can cut off, nothing that you can wear, nothing that you can choose to adopt mentally in order for your DNA to change. 
There's nothing in this world, not even chemicals, not even hormones, nothing in this world that will actually turn you into an actual gender other than the one that you were born with. Okay? Case in point. I am the type of person right now that I choose to love people regardless of whatever they try to do to themselves, whether that be you know, reassigning themselves or whatever, or if you're part of the LGBTQ, go ahead and do you, okay? I don't hate you for it. I can disagree with you, but I don't hate you for it, okay? I don't hate you for it. The thing is, is that when things get political like this, I have every right to say what I have to say. Whether or not you think that this is hate speech, go ahead and think it. I don't really care. But I have a right, just as anybody else, to talk about this because this is fucking ridiculous. Just because you feel like you're more feminine than masculine does not make you a woman, okay? Just because you feel a little bit more masculine than feminine doesn't make you a male, okay? Just because you feel neither doesn't make you non-binary. You're biologically the gender that you were assigned at birth. Does it suck? Yeah. I mean, I don't understand fully the emotions that you guys go through, and I'm not going to sit here and try to assume that. But I am going to say that when things get political like this, you should have a division of your own so therefore nobody can get pissed off like this. If you really want to compete in sports, maybe... Just maybe, there should be a trans sports division where those who are um, biologically female identify as males and compete as males, as well as those who believe that they're female compete as females in their own division. Therefore, you are all equal and able to compete in sports in your own division, just like any other division out there. Okay, I know that's going to piss some people off because they're going to be like, well, I'm a woman and I should be competing with other women. What's wrong with competing with other transgender people? What's wrong with that? I'm just saying. Even though I disagree with stuff like this, even though I disagree with, you know, reassignment surgery and all that other stuff and people competing in different divisions that they're not supposed to belong in, I still like to try to find a solution for you guys in order not to fucking complain. Anybody to fucking complain. Really. Because I know that even though I I believe that that I'm against the LGBTQ and I, I just believe that, you know, some things should not happen and things that, you know, certain things that shouldn't be done... I know that that stuff is not going to go away, and the more I talk about it, the more I try to preach against it, the more I know that it's not going to go away. There's no way of stopping transgenderism. There's no way of stopping the LGBTQ for being political as fuck. And that's okay, I guess. Not really, not in my book. But the thing is, is that I can't change the world. Okay? But I will change... Maybe a small amount of minds, maybe, by speaking upon stuff like this, okay? No male, okay, especially one who is identified as a female, 
No transgender should tell how a woman should feel. I don't care. You shouldn't be, you should not be talking about how women should behave, especially when you're biologically male. (sighs) Instinctively, almost biologically, human beings do not like line cutters, he asserted. Men who identify as women in sport and they win a lot feels like they're cutting in line. Exactly. There's a lot of women out there that are being depressed in sport, or not depressed, but oppressed in the sports um, divisions that they are in because they have to accept those who are physically more able and uh, it's more easy for them because they have more of a male body than a woman's body. So therefore, the physicality is for them to meet is much higher than the standard that they were trying to meet. So tell me how that's fair to real biological women. Tell me. The fact is that no one really cares about adults getting sex changed. Yes, they do. They do. (laughs) Uh, You want to change your sex if uh, your family's okay with it? We don't care. We have fun. Um, Do whatever you want, but when you do it mysteriously right before you start engaging in female sports or um, it involves children, it sets off an alarm and you immediately get the feeding or get the feeling, sorry, (laughs) no one, no, this is unfair. Of course, because it is unfair. That's why I say, like, listen, the LGBTQ should have their own division of people, um, especially the trans community. I feel like anybody who's gay or has a certain sexuality shouldn't be like excluded from certain sports especially if they're biologically I'm saying that people who um, don't agree with the gender that they were assigned at birth should have their own division that way nobody's hurt Like, I know transgenderism isn't going to go anywhere so therefore I can't necessarily say like hey y'all should stop being transgender I can't say that because of course it's not going to happen no matter how much I try to say it, if I wanted to. But there are other ways for us all to coexist. That's what I'm trying to say. The thing is that the, it kind of bugs me. We've uh, shifted the world so that it's about everybody's personal happiness. Like you're infringing on Leah Thomas's happiness if you say this is wrong. But what about the happiness of all other people who she beats or he beats? Whatever. I don't care about the pronouns. Their happiness means more because they spent years practicing. Um, they've put in the hours. Uh, they're winners, and now they've got to look. They got. They've got to look and go. What? Well, not winning anymore. He concluded. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, listen, if you're transgender, you are not, don't tell how, don't say how a woman should act, like, you're the one that's been encroaching on their rights. I mean, I would feel the same way if a female who's identified as a male ends up going into male sports. I I actually would like to see that happen and talk about that because that has not happened yet. What's going on in that area? There's also the other side of the candle that's also being burned. 
where females are being put into male sports because they believe that their their identity is male. So where are those stories? That's what I'd like to know. You're only talking about the, the male and the female sort of thing. You're only talking about the biological male going into women's sports. What about the biological female that's going into men's sports? You know? There's only one side that they'll show you. And everybody is erupting in anger because Leah Thomas isn't getting enough rights as a transgender female. Listen, there's going to be people, including me, that will have to say things because it needs to be heard. Okay? Get over it. Leah Thomas, you are not protected by the freedom of speech. Okay, you are not you can't be protected by our freedom of speech. We are allowed to talk about it. Okay, you can say that you're personally being attacked and all this other stuff. Listen, it's going to happen. Guess what? That's free speech. As long as there's nobody physically harming you, then hey, we're allowed to say whatever the fuck we want. Just like you are allowed to say whatever the fuck you want about women and how they should behave. That's it. We're done with politics, because if I keep going, I'm going to go on forever, and then I'm going to be boring. remember that old vine riddle that you know people kept on asking is water wet can we prove that water is actually wet and blah 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 well somebody I can't remember who it was but he's the guy that actually does the um, pronouncing words incorrectly sort of thing I like that guy he's great but he actually did his research and he said that wetness means that something is saturated with something that is wet. Water cannot be saturated within itself. It can't saturate itself because it has to be saturated by a dry object. So like if I were to, I don't know, put my toe in the pool with a sock on, then then um, the sock would be saturated with the chlorine water. But Water saturating saturating itself cannot saturate itself because there's nothing porous around it. So that was really cool uh, fact, and it was solved after that. I don't think anybody's actually uh, tried to ask that question after he solved that. But yeah, apparently humans cannot feel wetness, and now I my mind is blown. Like what what kind of science is this? Um, so, uh, I like finding articles on my Metro uh, news thing. It's interesting. But humans technically can't feel wetness and people are confused. Can humans feel wetness? It may sound like a strange question given out uh, or given that you definitely feel like you uh, can tell when an object is wet. But there is a bit of a reasoning behind it. Uh, Twitter you have posted uh, hang on I hate pop-ups recently informed her followers that uh, humans do not have a direct way to, de- to detect wetness uh, relying instead on their senses okay 
the idea likely comes from a 2014 study or a number of studies since looking into human wetness perception. Um, in contrast with insects, in which humidity receptors or hyporeceptors subserving uh, humidity detection, i.e., hydro or hygro sensation, is that how you say that? Um, have been identified and widely described. Uh, one team wrote in 2015, humans' largest sensory organ is the skin and seems not to be provided with the specific receptors for the sensation of humidity and skin wetness. I don't believe you because I do feel sweat when I sweat. I feel it rolling down my damn cheek or I feel the water like I can but I'm wet. You can't tell me that I'm not. <laughs> um as explained, human uh humans do not have specific hydroreceptors. Uh instead we appear to rely on a mixture of inputs. As uh one team found out twenty fourteen by placing various stimuli or stimulus in onto volunteers' hands and arms as the temperature of objects they were in contact with uh, decreased. For example, their sense of wetness increased, um, indicating that temperature played a part in how they perceive it. I can understand that, I guess. Um, they also found that uh, hairy skin is more sensitive to wetness than non-hairy skin, and <laughs> That uh, wetness sen that the wetness sensation was dulled when nerves were blocked using an inflatable blood pressure cuff. Okay. Um, wetness is one of the most common sensations we experience, so um, people don't question it. Uh, who can trick your or you can trick your brain into uh, feeling wetness when something is not wet or trick it to feel dry when in fact something is wet. First <clears throat> author of the study, Dr. David Filigury, Filling Filingery, uh, told Reaction Magazine in 2021. If you are sitting on a metal chair with bare skin, you might jump at the feeling uh, when it's really just the cold of the metal that cools the skin very quickly. Well, yeah, I know that because, like, if I sit in shorts and I sit in a metal chair, it's going to be cold. That doesn't mean I think that it's wet. Um, if you are sitting on a metal chair with bare skin, I just saw, I just read that. Okay. Um, if you were, um, if you wear a latex glove but put your hand into the water and take it out again, you will probably feel wet. Um, on your hand even though there is no moisture in contact with your skin. I understand that a little bit more than the chair thing. But given, given noisy and ambiguous sensory inputs, such as uh, thermal and mechanical stimuli on the skin, the brain is thought to estimate which events caused these inputs, the presence or absence of physical wetness on the skin. On the basis of prior knowledge and is acquired uh, and shaped by sensory experience, the team wrote um, in their study uh, 
The outcomes of this study have indeed indicated that in order to sense ca how do you say that? Contaneous wetness, um, a multi-modal integration of thermal and mechanical sensory. I'm not that smart, people. <laughs> what are these terms? From a functional point of view, uh, this was um, hang on. Oh. I'm sorry. I got distracted by something. Okay, perceived as wetness is also significantly reduced. Okay, from a central processing point of view, um, this, uh, was confirmed by the fact that although the stimuli had the same moisture levels, warm, wet, warm, wet, and neutral wet stimuli <laughs> were sensed as significantly less wet and cold wet stimulus. I didn't understand a fucking word of that. <laughs> um, so that settled in the most uh, pedantic sense um, possible. Humans can't feel wetness and can only infer wetness from other sensory inputs, we will never know true wetness until we finally find a way to fuse our kind with insects. I, me and insects are okay. We're cool, chillin' separate, okay? All explainer articles are confirmed by fact checkers. Oh yeah, yeah, great fact checkers. Yeah, amazing. This one is for all you lonely souls out there. Apparently, you perceive the world a bit differently than others. So brain scans hint that lonely individuals process the world differently. A study shows that the brains of lonely individuals respond in odd ways to visual stimuli while those non-lonely people react similarly. Um, wait react similarly? So what is the point? Okay. Uh, loneliness is a state of distress or discomfort that results in one perceives a gap between one's desires of social connection and actual experiences of it. A new study finds that the brains um, of people who score higher in loneliness react to unique ways um, when viewing audio con or video content, sorry, while the brains of non-lonely individuals react similarly to each other. Um, the results suggest that lonely individuals may literally view the world in a different way, perhaps finding less value in life moments uh, that non-lonely individuals would enjoy. Uh, the brains of lonely individuals respond to video stimuli in unique ways dissimilar from their peers while the brains of less lonely people uh, respond similarly to others, um, suggesting that lonely individuals may process the world differently, which could exacerbate or even trigger their loneliness. This finding was uh, recently published in the Journal of Psychologists, Psychological Science. Wow. Psychological Science. Um, loneliness on the brain, uh, Elisa Beek, um, 
and assistant professor of the psychology of University of Southern California, uh, Dorn Seife, okay, uh, led the investigation when uh, she was a pro- postdoctoral fellow at UCLA. Okay, she and other I cannot read now. She and her colleagues utilized functional magnetic uh, resonance or fMRI to record brains of college students as they uh, watched a collection of 14 short videos during the 90-minute session. The videos included highlights from sporting events, clips from documentaries, and emotional depictions of human life in 66 students participated. After undergoing the um, lengthy scans, they subsequently... um, completed an extensive questionnaire intended to gauge how lonely they feel. Um, As Psychology Today defines, loneliness is a state of distress or discomfort that results in one uh, perceives the gap between one's desires or social uh, connection and actual experiences of it. Uh, Beek and her co-authors even divided the students into lonely and non-lonely groups. Uh, determined by their scores from the survey, students who had loneliness score below the median were category- categorized as lonely, while those who scored above were considered non-lonely. The researchers then um, conducted a thorough statistical anal- analysis um, in which each individual's brain imaging uh, results were compared to every other individual's. They found that the more lonely the person was, the more distinct their brain imaging results were compared to those of the other volunteers. Uh, each lonely person is lonely in their own way. Uh, we found that non-lonely individuals were very similar to each other in their uh, new neural responses, whereas lonely individuals were remarkably dissimilar to each other and to their non-lonely peers. The researchers... The researchers summarized. Okay, so uh, the results held even uh, when controlling the number of friends each participant had reported, um, reaffirming prior research showing that anyone can be lonely regardless of their social connections. While uh, we include that the lonely people may view the world in a different way uh, that is different from our peers, these findings raise a possibility that being uh, surrounded predominantly by people who uh, view the world differently from oneself uh, may be a risk factor for loneliness, even uh, one socializes uh, regularly with them, the researchers wrote. Um, Let's see, this could factor in to why people tend to silo themselves within friend groups and communities which share their views in near-universal trend uh, that plays um, out their online lives as well, often in a more extreme manner. Uh, Beek and her co-authors also noted that Lonely individuals had blunted brain uh, responses in subcortical regions linked to the reward system. Therefore, one possibility is that lonely individuals 
uh, do not find value in the same aspects as, of situations or scenes as their peers, perhaps because of in uh, because of differences in their preferences, expectations, and/or memories that can turn shape uh, how they attend to and interpret stimuli. Okay. It's interesting. Okay, we're almost done. In 2020, researchers from McGill University published a study of 40,000 people uh, taking part of the UK's biobank, uh, finding that the brains of lonely individuals showed uh, differences in the default network. Um, in area responsible for memories as well as social cognition and imagination. Uh, their default networks were wired more strongly and had increased um, amounts of tissue called gray matter relative to less lonely individuals. Um, a key question left unsolved or unresolved in the uh, present research is whether the unique brain processing observed in lonely individuals is a cause and an effect of um, their feelings of disconnection. A long-term study in which participants uh, come into the lab and for repeated scans over the months or even years could provide an answer. Of late, media reports have drawn attention to Surveys showing that up to 60% of Americans uh, say they feel lonely in on a regular basis, wondering if a loneliness ep epidemic is afoot, uh, potentially um, endangering our health as usual. Social media has taken some blame here with experts' opinion. Opinion? I don't know how you say that. Opening that regularly um, viewing others' highly curated adventures can leave us feeling increasingly left out and lonely. True. Very true. Hey, if anyone hasn't said it today... You're doing a really good job. You're a badass at what you do, and I'm fucking proud of you. Okay? So let's just uh, talk about the 12 subtle signs you're actually making progress in life, even if you don't think so. So, one, you're able to embrace your flaws. A good sign that you've made progress in life is that you become less uh, self-conscious about your flaws. Let's say you've always been insecure about your inability to wake up early. You have come to call yourself irresponsible or lazy over it and uh, would snap at whoever brings it up in conversation. But at some point, you simply stopped beating yourself up for it. Um, this is likely because you have made progress in your life, big or small, um, so that when you think about it, you say, so what if I wake up late? I'm able to start an online business. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, and the more progress you have made in life, the less you are affected by your flaws and inadequacies. Um, in fact, you might even uh, make it a point of pride that despite all your advantages, you may manage to pull 
ahead anyways. Number two is you don't envy others anymore. Or at the very least, you don't envy others as much as you used to. Um, a clear sign that you have uh, stagnated or have made little uh, progress in life is incredibly jealous when you see people who are doing better than you. Um, you recall that when you saw people having big homes, driving fancy cars, and talking about how happy they are with their careers, you would finish uh, that uh, you were... Or you were wish that you were them, basically. Sorry. Uh, but you simply don't feel that way anymore, and you might go, good for them, but that house is too big for me. Or perhaps you might go, why would I waste my money on a sports car when a small van is enough for my needs? Um, let's see. You want success still, of course, but you have a better grasp on what you truly want and need. So people being simply successful isn't enough to make you envious anymore. You have fewer what-ifs. Yeah. Uh, when you haven't progressed much in life, your what-if list is either going to be empty or full to the brim. Uh, you would have a yeah, you would have a lot of things you simply want to achieve in life, many things you wish you had become, uh, thus you spend your days daydreaming about those what-ifs. Um, but as you progress in life and get a better grasp on your principles and goals, you will find many of those uh, other goals fall off your radar. Um, let's see. Uh, eventually you will become a handful... I'm sorry, you will come to have a handful of things you feel strongly about and want to strive for by knowing that you want, uh, which is a huge progress, uh, you eliminated many what-ifs. You're actually excited about the future. Um, it's not unusual to feel a little uneasy or even straight-up dread uh, the future if you have stagnated or haven't been... Uh, making such progress at all in life. Um, what is there to look forward to after all you feel like you're stuck in a dead end? But if you've been moving forward, even if slowly, you will just feel that the future really isn't that bleak. Even if things are bad at the moment, you know that you aren't just standing still. Uh, so if you feel hopeful... For the future, then you are definitely making progress in life. Number five is you get some attention, good and bad. So when you're stuck in life, people will overlook and underestimate you, but the moment you start making strides, even if you don't personally notice it, uh, then those same people will pay attention to you. This is easy to know why we aren't exactly setting things in motion when we're standing still, but when we start moving, we make ripples around us and eventually someone is bound to notice. A simple example is if you're an artist and you've clearly become good enough at what you do, people will definitely start to take notice. Some of them are the good kind of attention. You get hired for uh, commissioned work or you get featured in a magazine, but some of them are bad, people pulling you down. 
So if you've uh, been getting attention lately, good or bad, then it's a good sign that you are actually making progress in life. You feel good about yourself is number six. Um, let's see. Even if we don't exactly uh, notice any obvious improvements, the simple fact is that we are getting better every day and will make us feel better about ourselves. So, uh, the level that we are not simply standing still and that there's motion and change is uh, for better for worse. Okay. Um, sure, you might not notice the big of a difference when you compare yourself now to yourself yesterday or a month ago, but what about uh, five years ago? In fact, you're probably making subconscious comparisons just like that and recognizing that you have become better than who you are and you can't help but feel optimistic that you'll just keep improving. Number seven is how. Or you have new problems. Mm -hmm. there's, no pre there's no pleasure without pain uh, as, as people like to say. They definitely, that definitely applies um, to here as well. Okay. Sure, you might feel better about yourself and perhaps you might feel like you are now much better and more capable than you used to be, but at the same time you find yourself stumbling into all sorts of problems different and more intense than the ones you used to contend with. This is a sign that you have been challenging your comfort zone and you aren't content with simply staying still for the sake of avoiding new strange challenges. Number eight is you don't feel others you don't feel others are attacking you. Um, or precisely you don't feel like people are attacking you all the time. When we feel lost or miserable in life, even small questions like how are you or what have you been up to lately can feel insulting. Um, it's like people are saying, why aren't you successful as you should be? Um, but even you're making, even when you're making progress, even if slow, you can, uh, take these words as they are instead of assuming insults. You aren't, uh, so insecure that you're assuming malicious intent, uh, out of otherwise innocent questions. And even if they are actually insulting you, you can just laugh them off. Um, you know you're awesome, so why should you even feel insulted in the first place anyways? Number nine is that you're more calm. Um, it doesn't matter if your goals are still far away. If you uh, know deep inside that you are moving forward, then you will feel at ease with yourself. Um, you know why you feel this way. It's because you're actually making progress in your life and you know that you are eventually going to get there. You feel good knowing that you made um, at least 10 steps, uh, even if it takes a thousand steps to achieve your goals. Just knowing that you want, or just knowing what you want and where you're going saves way, saves, sorry staves away feelings of being lost and uncertain and this helps you stay calm. Number 10 is you're making new mistakes. You might wonder, wait, what? Mistakes equals progress? Uh, but it's true. From a certain point of view, every mistake you make is an opportunity for you to learn and do better. 
uh, when you make some the same mistakes over and over, you're definitely stuck in a loop. Uh, but when you are making different mistakes and uh, repeating and not repeating the same ones as many times, you're clearly learning and moving forward. Mistakes are stepping stones to success. They are inevitable and invaluable uh, if we are to achieve our goals properly. Um, you're doing Number 11 is you're doing internal work. Progress starts from within. Um, Irish novelist John Boyne wrote The Boy in the Striped Pajamas in just three days. What? Many novels, including uh, Jack's, Jack Caracas? Caracas? I don't know. Kirok? I don't know how you say your name. Okay, On the Road and Anthony Burgess's A Clockwork Orange were written in less than a month. And yet... For days, months, or even years before they wrote these masterpieces, people would have assumed that they're not doing anything with their lives, that they're simply slackers who are too lazy to make any progress. But that's because uh, we don't see changes that's happening inside. Uh, you're probably learning a lot about life, getting deeper uh, with your knowledge on many things. You don't discredit these things behind every piece of art written or drawn within the span of a week is a lifetime's worth of skill and practice. Number 12 is you are tougher than ever. People who aren't uh, making, making much progress in life tend to be quite thin-skinned. One harsh comment can, uh, and they'd throw away everything they worked hard for in a fit of rage. They're also not as determined to reach their dreams because they don't uh, have much confidence in themselves. And yet failures can make us tougher. Um, they embolden us, telling us that we can get things done and that we aren't simply going to fall. And uh, that you aren't simply going to shatter at the smallest touch or lose your marbles in the mildest criticism speaks volumes about how you've grown as a person and that despite everything you have and still are moving forward and that is all for today thank you so much for listening i will see you in the trenches next time once again i'm proud as fuck of all of you see ya